0: welcome everybody to episode 12 of rip city goons i'm your host dj nick at night aka kenosis the goon my co-host as always Tay Guevara silas chicanery in the house (laughs) we're back what's going on man how's it going
1: uh it's been pretty good it's been a busy ass week uh for me tried to put together a studio i think i got a nice little look here
0: looks great for
1: the podcast and then uh started doing generation x life the degeneration the, the <laughs> dx green yeah uh you know just been doing house shit so i'm looking forward to, to talking to talking some shit for for about an hour
0: uh, yeah and what you been up forward... to this week man same old stuff man asian philosophy and crazy stuff learning a lot you know living the dream living life taking care of the kids taking care of the house and watching some basketball it's gonna bring us into our first topic the NBA All-Star Game. Um, couple things that were crazy about this game. So we just had the Pro Bowl and they're we talking about how uneventful the Pro Bowl is. They're not even tackling. Nobody even wants to be there. They're not even playing. It's just, uh, it's all hocus pocus. Nobody's doing anything. You go to the NBA All-Star Game and it's balls to the walls competitive. And Steph Curry hits 15 threes. And, you know, you got some funny moments like uh, Luca talking to DeRozan about, do you ever miss? I'm gonna drop that clip for you guys real quick so you can listen to that.
2: Did you ever miss a mid-range shot? No, I got got it more. Did you ever miss in your life the mid-range
0: shot?
2: No. But like 19 out of 20 you make. Yes. In a game. In
0: a game. And then we also had LeBron James uh, with a game winner. Now, they were up by one point, so it wasn't like a a traditional MJ game winner, but they were were only up by one. So Mm -hmm. he hit it, and it it iced the game.
2: Uh, To answer your first question, I'm... I couldn't have dreamt it I could not have dreamed of that moment any better than the actuality that just happened uh, for me to be back here you know like I keep staying 35 minutes south of where I grew up here in Akron Ohio um, to hit the g- game winner and all-star game where me and my guys back in the back we you know used to watch the all-star game and you know I remember 25 years ago we was 12 11 wishing that we had the opportunity or the means to come up to Cleveland and see some of the greatest basketball players of all time because they inspired us so much Um, um, and for me to be here today uh, for my best friends um, to be here for my wife and my kids and my family my mom and so many people that um seen me grow from a, a, a really a young toddler to who i am today it was a i couldn't even i couldn't picture that moment any better
0: 18 years, LeBron James been in the All Star game, and he got drafted into the league when he was 18 years old. So he's been in the league, <laughs> you know, he's alive the same amount of time he's been in the league now. That uh, so
1: has he made has he made an All Star game every year he's been in the league?
0: I believe so. Yeah, because he came oh, out and he gosh. was yeah yeah that's, that's
1: crazy, fucking right? crazy. The one person who would never surprise me that he made every single All Star game he was. You know, is LeBron. I've been named to eighteen All Star games.
0: Yeah, if it's eighteen, then he's been in. Is that how many? Yeah. Is that how
1: many years he's been in the league now? Eighteen. Yeah. yeah, his. This is kind of funny. So remember, we were talking last week about uh, AI and T Mac, and their like their career highlights. LeBron's are bonkers compared to theirs. Four-time NBA Championship, four-time NBA Finals MVP, four-time Most Valuable Player, 18-time All-Star, three-time NBA All-Star MVP, 13-time All-NBA First Team, three-time All-NBA Second Team, and one All-NBA Third Team. Five-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. I mean, this is fucking crazy. Rookie of the Year, I mean, of course it's LeBron, but like, I, I mean, that's the most impressive resume I think I've ever seen in sports. Yeah and it goes on from there like that's not even the, that's not even
0: all of it no. that's just the top yeah and every year he's still in the finals everyone's talking about lebron and the lakers yeah. and what they're going to do because if they get to play in, it's lebron james and he could he could win another championship it's crazy you know there's some funny moments uh, at the all-star game and then some you know hometown news of the blazers you know it's a little bit surprising because we made some trades we we basically shook up the whole franchise general manager is gone fresh clean start new coach we're losing and everybody's hurt in the beginning of the year and then we start doing some of this stuff and the team starts getting better and better and better to the point where you're beating top tier teams and you're still in the hunt almost by accident because everybody knows the blazers want new talent they want young fresh talent they're rebuilding yeah.
1: they're kind of getting in on. that reset not not fully rebuild i don't know if they want to call it a rebuild because they still got Dame in his prime they're in a reset to be completely, I mean, that's probably what they would call it.
0: Everybody but Nurkic and Dame. Nurk and Dame. Know, yeah, that's but that's a, I mean, you know, those building are two around them. There, and them. Those so, are their two biggest players. Though. So they're winning with Nurkic on the floor, and then Nurkic gets uh planter's fasciitis, and it's debatable whether that's true or not or whether they're trying to stay out of the playoffs because they're winning and they didn't really mean to. <laughs> you know, I, think he,
1: I think he, I mean, I would be shocked if that was the case. I'm sure that he's hurt. I mean, the the problem is that NBA teams want to win and the players want to win. Whether you want draft picks or not, the players want to win. I mean, so there's a lot of kids on this team that, that are looking for contracts. Like like we talked about uh, last week and the week before, Simons is looking for that big payday right now. Uh, yeah, and he's, he, playing he's
0: earned it. He's earned right. that big payday. And First, th- that's those what young kids expected. want that. Nobody expected Anthony Simons to just throw the team on his back like that with no Dame, no CJ, and just go to – just like, man, watching mm-hmm. that guy, he's evolved, you know, he's evolved. and He's getting he, he's playing time. Problem. I think that's
1: yeah. the biggest thing.
0: He's he's not scared playing these guys anymore. Like, he's he, he'll bust right in your face. Boom. Mm-hmm. Step off three, just like Dame. We well, uh, have to
1: wonder, like, he's been in practice with Dame and CJ – for what? What is this? His third year? Fourth year? Third year. It's got to be third. Yeah. Uh. So, he's been watching, He's been playing. He, he guards those guys in practice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a tall task. He's like, people you know, game. Yeah. He's yeah, like, learning, it out. Learning from those two. And then this year, he's got an all-time great defensive court guard uh in chauncey billups and a great scorer uh, you know
0: that's the word on the street is that the 2004 detroit pistons are being rebuilt through just just like chauncey billups you know it's that style of team and you can see it because the energy level is really high Mm -hmm. guys are playing really hard guys are playing for contracts anything's up for grabs in portland right now whoever wants it come eat you know yeah. and and now that's that's you can see it it's almost like they're just trying to reel it in a little bit cuz they're like guys we want we want a sleeper season next year we don't want to you know we want to just miss the cut we could get in but but you're right nobody wants to lose and they're winning and they've won but golden state got them by like what 30 points
1: yeah right? was it was bad yeah just coming like, off the all-star who, break they got who beat up. in the
0: nba is not going to get 30 piece by golden state cuz it's not la right i mean i think a lot of people are brooklyn is the only maybe philly doesn't get 30 piece on the east golden state has the potential to win this all over again no problem you know what i mean like they're they're rolling so you got a bunch of 21 year old 18 year old you know guys that are going to war with golden state hall of fame guys in their prime i don't i don't take too much from that because golden state's got a couple years are gonna be a problem but the future looks bright in portland
1: (laughs) You know what I'm looking at actually is that you know that the, the Blazers have, have only missed the playoffs since 0-9 twice, and it was back to back years in 2012 and 2013.
0: Yeah, well, you got to think we we've been dominant in the West.
1: For so that's the thing that's that's always been weird to me when it comes to because even in the history of the Blazers, they went on a run. They went to the playoffs every year from 1982 to 2003. Yeah. They didn't miss a playoffs in that time frame. And then they've had, you know, they've had some down years uh since then in the last 20 years. They've had, you know, they've been as they've been good and bad pretty much about the same amount. You know, you lose Roy and you lose Odin. Now that's an interesting thing, though, when it came to them was we always talk, you know, everybody talks about how, oh, I should have taken Durant over Odin, right? And, you know, hindsight being what it is, probably. But those three, that, that big three we had with Odin, Lamarcus, and Brandon Roy, played together in sixty two games total and they were fifty and twelve in those games.
0: Yeah. They were just they, they just needed Odin healthy. They just needed a big man presence to battle Shaq Shaq basically. And, you, Yeah. You know, that's really Or whoever needed. it was
1: gonna be, but like And, that, and they, that they drafted era. the
0: right way and that was the right lineup and on paper that was the that was exactly the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, injuries, just, man. Injuries injuries happen, and that's part of the, you know, any professional sport, really. It's part of all of it. It's interesting to think about.
1: Well, it's interesting to think about the fact that the Blazers have been this successful for the past, what, four? I mean, 82 to now is 40 years.
0: Yeah. They've Damn. been
1: that successful for that amount of time in this market, and we still have trouble getting marquee free agents to right. come here.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. And like Lillard, you, Lillard, just went on record saying, you know, Oklahoma City gets people to go there. Why don't people? Why can't we get people in Portland? That doesn't make any sense. That makes no yeah, sense. Of, it of doesn't. Course guys want to play here, and guys have played in Portland. You know what I mean? And we well, we had know. Scotty and Steve Smith. We had Rasheed
1: Wallace. We had uh, you know, uh, Scotty. You know, we had Pippen. We had for a while there. We had uh, Brian Grant and Arvidas Sabonis. But all of those guys. Were either drafted or traded to us. We've—I can't remember in my lifetime, and you know, it's thirty-four years. A marquee, like we—we were—we were hunting for Anthony Davis. CJ was trying to get AD to show up, and he was like, "Nah, I'm going to LA," which is fair. I mean, I get it. You know, like, do you want to go to LA or do you want to go or you want to go to Southern California? or want to go to Portland where it rains? You know, two hundred and fifty days a year. <laughs>
0: Like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is guys have played in the Northwest, and once they get here, it's hardly do they ever want to leave. Gary Payton was was totally fine staying in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Sean Kemp was totally fine. We kept Brandon Roy for years and years and years.
1: Well, and he's coaching in Washington now. He's up. uh, He's like coaching a high school team or
0: something. Yeah, and he's actually had a really weird. Slept on. He slept on. If he wouldn't have got hurt, Kobe is having issues with Brandon Roy, and it was legitimate issues. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear a lot about it now, which is weird. You hear a lot about Kobe. It was a Portland. It was a Portland. Yeah. Well, because he was the same.
1: Yeah, it's that injury curse that we've had a lot of trouble with here. Where the Portland is a very snake bit franchise. Yeah. and you know i wonder i actually had this uh, was brought up by by my dad the other day um he was talking about you know they need to look at ownership at this point because like paul loved the blazers and now he's gone and i think his Daughter is like the principal sister. owner. Is his sister? Yeah. yeah, and she. I mean, maybe I don't think she really gives a shit one way or the other about. The I team. think that
0: I think we got to give it some time because what she did was came in and changed the whole culture. She gave okay. it one year, and then she got rid of the GM, which only she could do.
1: Yeah, I guess had, yeah.
0: And she said we're going to go a different route, but she kept the his GM and there They didn't. She didn't throw the whole squad out. She got rid of the one guy and then she brought in you know the next one up so she kept the chain of command intact but was yeah. basically like i care enough that i will get rid of the gm about you guys and what you're up to so clean it up you get one more shot so she's active that's fair and she's active so we got to give it a little bit of time well and- my
1: big thing is i would be afraid to sell the t- for anybody to buy the team for the same reason that seattle was afraid that somebody was going to buy the supersonics
0: yeah they could ship it they could they could
1: they could move them to they could move the blazers to fucking yeah you know because you know wherever
0: portland has been a uh basketball town for years and years and years it's all the biggest show in town but Mm -hmm. now the the soccer and the mls is in town and that's a Huge. I mean a lot of people were riding with the timbers hard. Well and forward. aren't the timbers
1: like really good? I don't I, I yeah,
0: championship. Full disclosure, the I don't pay any
1: year. attention to, to to soccer at all. I don't, so I don't
0: watch a lot, but I respect I respect games. It's, I know. They like yeah. they I, I never see that place empty. It's fucking jammed. jammed well it's packed. way it's better
1: it's way wild. it's a way better use of that stadium than the Portland Rockies or hey. the Beavers. It was fun. They, those it were, were fun games.
0: <laughs> I like i like uh, they the were AAA fun ball, games man. the triple a ball was fun that's, but that's like, the it fun was part about triple a balls there's like 10 people in the stands you can get a hot dog you don't gotta mm-hmm. wake and sit out in the sun for a while you yeah, know what i mean and just cheap. hang out in the stadium it doesn't cost much that's why i was like that's why i was mad because i knew soccer is gonna cost money like people were waiting for these championship tickets and lawn chairs to to get them because they sell out you know it's a big money yeah. thing you know that soccer's gotten to, to be a more prominent force in you know in the States. You know, but the Blazers have always been the biggest. So yeah, it it concerned me at first until I saw some of the moves she made and I could say, okay, well she's not going anywhere. And I doubt she gets rid of and, you know, she owns the Seattle Seahawks, which brings us to our Russell Wilson Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders (coughs) trade rumors. I don't think so either. It doesn't seem like a fit. It seems like it seems like putting the same color hat on, like you're getting a guy about the same age, about the same skill set. Maybe he Now, might- well, well,
1: Russell's way better. I th- Look, I know you love mm. Carr. You're a Raiders guy. That's fair. He's fine. I think Carr, Jimmy G, like those guys, that kind of mid-tier Kirk Cousins, you know, you, they're all interchangeable. They're mid-tier uh, game manager type quarterbacks. Carr, I will say, huge arm
0: car has uh, a huge arm he led so many game-winning drives last year i mean uh, this guy lost a coach he lost his number one receiver i mean he's had like six different year six crazy. different coaches he's moved stadiums the guy hasn't even gotten a chance and then he got injured one year right before that the broken playoffs. leg was bad and you know he's he's never gotten a chance to take off and now i think he's finally going to get his chance next year you know to show but here's the deal Car wanted 40 million. You pay the guy, or do you make a big trade and gamble on a guy like Russ, who had injury last year and did not perform well? You know what I mean? When he came back, it wasn't the same guy.
1: He broke his finger. I mean, on a throwing hand, that's NFL, a really bad injury.
0: You know, if you run, you're done. It's just the number one thing, man. If you run, you're done. That's not the way you play in the NFL.
1: And i mean i think it's gonna be going forward i think we're gonna i think that's just like kind of the deal like i understand lamar jackson is gonna get hurt a lot because he's a run first quarterback but you need to be able to do what russell can do because even stafford does that burrow does here's that. the
0: difference though you can do that if you're josh allen and you're bigger than the linebacker you you know you I cannot mean, do he, like literally when that guy mm-hmm. comes out and you see the secondary it's like they're like oh damn i do not i'm yeah. not going to be able to get this freaking big ass six four you know dude down but if you're 5'10 and mm-hmm. you're 30 something years old russell wilson is not a safe no leader. i don't think i you don't know? think
1: that russell wilson for david for Carr. i don't think that's a that's i don't think that's a trade that's going to happen i just don't i don't see it happening at all i yeah. russell is going to stay in seattle he's lived there he's been there his entire yeah. career i don't see him leaving. they they might let, like p carroll might be gone but I don't think I don't I, I just don't see I don't see this mobility that people are talking about like the whole idea of like Brady to San Francisco it's like Brady retired like
0: we're done like Brady's gone it's I fine I don't want to make any guesses on Tom Brady no <laughs> I that's don't want true to go
1: but like that, I just don't see him coming back how do you,
0: you know how I see it how do you really beat Michael Jordan you come back did. you come no but you come back out of retirement and you go win you a championship wait, in though. Green Bay or you something. have to wait
1: you have to you wait yeah, well cuz uh, cuz Jordan retired while well, he retired I'm going to put quotes around the first retirement cuz that Played was suspension baseball. for gambling. Um speculation. Yep, yeah, that's me. Uh that's a conspiracy that I that I fully believe. Any kind of 90s basketball shit like the the frozen envelope for Patrick Ewing and the Knicks, totally believe that. Uh the second uh, the second one, he was retired for like two or 3 years before he came back with uh the wizards wasn't he and then and then he was bad
0: no jordan he, he was doing good until he hurt his knee he was actually jordan is just
1: such a weird career dude he was so fucking good at basketball and you wonder why like why did you quit twice like it's so fucking weird because it makes
0: sense if you're on the, if you, you're the king you're the top if of the world you
1: are, if you i mean i guess maybe like i did everything i could and like I've done it all so like fuck it and also I know he didn't want to he was like I know there was like all that shit going on with Chicago in like the late 90s when he was leaving <sighs> like the, yeah, the, there's, a lot the of, GM, there's a lot of drama
0: with the that front last, office yeah
1: so I could see all that but like I don't know he just had such a weird career like if he had been like so LeBron plays 18 years Jordan played like a total I think of 13 throughout the whole thing with the Wizards and the and the two different Bulls runs
0: all added up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was like 13 years total or something, maybe 15. But you have to wonder if he had played like all of the years consecutively, if anybody would be close to him in points. Like his Kareem, mm. he was, he was like fifth, I think, right? It, or I don't know where he is on the list, but he's below, I know he's below Malone, he's below uh, Kareem, and he's below Shaq and LeBron now too, right?
0: Yeah. It was a, it was a, very bright, kind of short-ish. I wouldn't call it like it's short, not really short. Though. It was just but weird. Like, it was weird. Yeah. There was just some and, and it'll always be I guess the closest thing that you could maybe reference is Kobe. Like Kobe's because Kobe played for a lot of years and was similar to Jordan. Not not as great, but similar close to that well, they always style. say that
1: Kobe Kobe was the the one guy that saw the Be Like Mike commercials and was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then did that.
0: Yeah, the only guy. Ever knew that. <laughs> yeah, he was like because LeBron you know, doesn't stole play this my thing. moves, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, LeBron plays a different game, man. LeBron plays, he plays that fucking he's also basketball, dude. He's and bigger. and and he's he's yeah, he's like six eight, two fifty, two forty, whatever, you know. And and he shoots a three, and he does a lot more. He does a lot more than people give him credit for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And how good LeBron James is. Like I went to that Laker game to see LeBron James i didn't go to see anybody else mm-hmm. i took time out to drive there just to see him in person because i wanted to see it for myself you know what yep. i mean it's like andre the giant you know what i mean he's that guy and to the stuff that he's been able to do you know it's funny when i watch these old videos like there's that all-star video derrick rose and them, when they come out like 10 years ago the anniversaries today or they come out and they're like d d wade and lebron they're all dancing and everything and you know derrick rose sitting there like mm, fuckers
1: <laughs> you guys are embarrassing me
0: you know look look on his face
1: oh. oh that guy dude what a fucking what a sad like I know that he had like a he's had a, a pretty decent career but going from that MVP and then that that knee injury to like what could have been with Derrick Rose right he was so much fun to watch uh explosive Rose would
0: just get you know go to the Lakers and just try to get one I just want to see him get one but yeah yeah he was amazing. I don't even
1: know where he is now. Is he on the Knicks?
0: Yeah, he's on the Knicks. And they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty good. But to finish on the Raiders and the trade mm-hmm. news, Devontae Adams is an, a real free agent. The Green Bay is not going to tag, and he's going to want big money, top-tier receiver money coming out. You know, he played with Derek Carr in college, wants to be in Vegas. You know, there's no doubt about it that he wants to be there. And that could actually happen. We could get that. Get I can Devontae, see happen. if Devontae Adams comes over and Darren Waller's healthy and Renfro's on the slant, you have a legitimate pass game. Well,
1: don't you have D-Jack too?
0: Yeah, but who knows how long he'll play? You know, he's he's just more of a distraction player at this point. You know, he's not he. he I love DJX, but you know he's he's at that point in his career. He there was an interview actually I saw with him where guys were coming up and trying to get his autograph before the game because they watched. They're like, "Hey man, like I watched you growing up, man. I idolized you. Like I like I, I based my game off you." And he's like, "I'll sign it after the game. But I'm, I have to play you." So we <laughs> just not do that stuff until after the game because like I'm still here. I'm not. I'm still playing. You guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not retired yet. You know. Like, come on. Give me. Give me. Like couple hours <laughs> before you fanboy out on me, you know, and yeah. stand out. But, you know, that's that's kind of where he's at in his career. Do I want to keep DJx on the Raiders? Absolutely. Am I a fan Yeah, of for, for a small price. Yeah. but veteran minimum, he's not a number one threat anymore. He's mm-hmm. just not. And Ruggs was our number one threat, and he's gone. So, you know, pay the guy that wants to come here. That's a number one threat. You don't even got to worry that's huge, about huge. Yeah. You know, you don't got to worry about that.
1: You well, know, he he's going to, I mean – it's going to be a big contract, though, but I don't know. I don't know what the Raiders cap situation is. So if they have the room uh, on the roster and, you, you know, because you got to keep your defense intact uh, to make a run, um, made I, I think moves. that makes a sense. I mean, if, if that's where he wants to be great, I would love to see. You know, you know who I think, well, I, you know, I think Devonte Adams would make would make a really great forty nine er, I think red and gold would suit him yeah, very could, well.
0: oh, bro, What do you need, God? If he, if he if he came
1: <laughs> to the Niners,
0: oh God, dude! <laughs>
1: yeah. Can you
0: imagine that? That would well be
1: with Trey awful, with tra- well man. Trey's rookie year or Trey's kind of coming out party with Devonte Adams, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George oh, Kittle. Man.
0: Where where do you bring the safety down? That's a safety's worst nightmare. <laughs>
1: that's that's a madden you team. You can only dude.
0: bring one down over, so where, yeah. you know, pick your poison. They're they're all lethal. But yeah, that could right. happen too. I don't know what the what the Niners are going to be up to. I know they need a quarterback, but Well, I they don't need a quarterback. They have a quarterback. That guy, right? Trey? Yeah. Well Trey, future, they, right?
1: well, Trey, they traded three first-round picks for him. Yeah, they're going to keep him.
0: Yeah, he's the future, in Garoppolo, they were giving him one more shot, but, you know... That wasn't a one more go.
1: shot. Garoppolo, that was a... So, Trey Lance has played 15 total college football games in D1A or whatever, like, you know, South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, So, they, they drafted him knowing he was the future, but also knowing that it would be a project. So they had Jimmy, um, who's, you know, look, as much as I'm looking forward to Trey, Jimmy did something very special for the Niners. And that was, he came in, they had not, they had won one game when he showed, when he was traded there, he showed up and won six straight to end the season and give like a big, big jolt. Into the culture of the franchise to like yeah. reinvigorate this kind of long. They,
0: they love that guy. The locker room loves Jimmy G, man, mm-hmm. and I like Jimmy G too. I, I I
1: think he's gonna go to the Pittsburgh, or he'll go to Pittsburgh or Washington or Minnesota. You know, he might take. He's not gonna take over for Kirk Cousins, oh, but like yeah. he'll go somewhere, and where they are now, he'll they'll be better with
0: him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree um, with that. Yeah, he uh, he also
1: had. Arguably the best supporting cast of of weapons around him.
0: He gets a lot of flack, but I don't understand it because I saw the way the Niners got beat, and I also saw the way Cincinnati Bengals got beat. It was the same way. Dude, okay, Cooper Cup no, is fucking impossible. No, well, I'm not <laughs> even. I'm just talking about that defense. Is Tom yeah. Brady, Aaron Donald, like, Aaron Donald retired? Tom Brady. Threw Joe Burrow like a sack of potatoes and threw Jimmy Garoppolo like a sack of potatoes, and that's how every one of those games ended. Tom mm-hmm. Brady done, he quits the league, <laughs> right? And the other two mm-hmm. get thrown like a sack of no, anybody would have got thrown like a sack of potatoes. That guy was mm-hmm. on a mission, and then yeah, if you go over to Cooper Cup and you look at the offense, good lord. Well, he, he had, had a was, he had an it
1: that I mean, the Rams were gonna win. They they basically that was their their Super Bowl to lose because they had such a historic offense. It's kind of funny. I watch uh, I was watching earlier this year. The, this, these streamers that I watch had a show called Let's Put Let's Go Football, and it was two streamers and Ryan Shazier, the linebacker who used to play for the Steelers but was like paralyzed. Do you remember him?
0: Yeah, I remember him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so he – but he said, like, at the beginning of the year, he's like, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. As soon as Matt Stafford showed up, he was like, they're going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, everybody's kind of, I don't know, Arizona might be better than them in their own division. He's like, no, they're not. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. And he said it, like, week one. (laughs) He stuck to it the whole time. He was like, that defense, Aaron Donald – uh, Cooper Cup is ridiculous. Yeah. Matt Stafford is way better than anybody gives him credit for. And then they
0: get Von Miller and OBJ at the end. And then it's like yeah. how do you how do they Yeah, they went they they, they went all in with mm-hmm. that with that and it'll fall apart in a couple of years, but who cares cuz they got what they wanted. They got a Super Bowl.
1: And the and, league gets their, their LA Rady's market.
0: Career, so yeah. bye-bye TB12. No more TB12. At least that's not an official call cuz mm-hmm. he might be back. He could come back. You watch yeah, so he'll be I'm back in. for
1: Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we'll come Pittsburgh, back to Pittsburgh.
0: He'll come back to crush Bill to retire Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> he'll join the same division and yeah, yeah I could see that. You know, you know, it, it's it's gonna be hard to say, man. It's gonna be hard to say. It'll be fun to watch next
1: year. But we got we got a bunch of stuff in between that. We got AEW Revolution coming up. We got WrestleMania coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We got big news on both fronts. We've got uh Cesaro leaving WWE. That's huge. Uh,
0: um, because he's been is, a he's been a staple mid-carter for a long time. And who a guy should have he been, fans. by the way,
1: I think should have been a main eventer years ago.
0: Well. I think he's got the look, he's
1: got all the swag he's a fun dude like he's a, he's a cool guy i i don't know i think he could have been in the well,
0: there's only there's only so many crowns that can get distributed yeah well when you keep giving and them to brock
1: lesnar and roman reigns and nobody else gets to be up there you but you know, know. you know
0: they that's the top they dogs. sell tickets and man. the beast incarnate man it's yeah. that they are they, they are tickets. the top of the heap and it doesn't matter what your family lineage is cody Rhodes doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it it doesn't matter if you're a heart doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you are, you know the chief, the tribal chief is the tribal chief, and it's known now what he is capable of and who he is, and he, he's worn the crown very well. And well, as much as I Buck hated, Lezard, the as original long as he's got air in his lungs, is always going to be. Around. He's a lot of fun. I would give, I will give
1: yeah. both of them credit for this. I hated Roman Reigns as that white meat baby face they were trying to push him as after he left the shield they were like putting the rock next to him like love this guy I was like he's uh, he's boring like I don't want that as soon as he turned heel with Paul Heyman and started doing this tribal Chief shit I was like this is the character. Why didn't you do this five years ago? This guy's awesome. And then Brock, country Brock with the goofy hair <laughs> yeah. and like the, the well, weird.
0: I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I love this I UFC. Before. Like, I love him, man. I loved seeing a guy that large. Remember, he used to do that freaking gator off the top rub that he like landed on his head. Like oh he, uh, the one hot. that
1: almost killed himself. Super on. athletic,
0: yeah. crazy, big, unreal mm-hmm. human being. And it just works so good in yeah. wrestling. It just like it's the perfect fit for him. Him. And now that he's, you know, kind of broken the kayfabe a little bit and he's like on podcast talking and interviewing and like, dude, I really like Brock Lesnar. I think I he's got,
1: like- I have a lot of respect for him after that Stone Cold podcast where he said like, I don't like people. And I was like, yeah.
0: I could see that,
1: dude. Like, that makes sense to me. He's like, in a big crowd, totally fine. Like, if I'm the center and like they're away, it's fine. Right. As soon as they're close, fuck, get away from me. And it's like, right. oh, that's why you live in the middle of nowhere in Montana. Yeah. Like doesn't he? Doesn't he live in like Montana or No, I
0: think he bought like some ridiculous amount of acreage in Canada.
1: He lives in America.
0: I think he lives
1: in like somewhere in the north in America. Well he's from
0: he's from Minnesota. Yeah, but, but I think he moved to but Montana. But I don't know. But I know he's got property and he may have property in Montana too. But I know he's got property in, in Washington, like or not Washington, but Canada, like a mm-hmm. lot of it. There's a yeah. funny clip actually. I'll insert that for you guys. Where he's talking about uh doing a stone cold impression and he's talking about like all the stuff that he hunts and stuff on his like ridiculous amount of acreage yeah out of nowhere. oh man
1: i got i got moose oh. elk what? mule deer white tail what? black bear what? austin 316 what? can i get a hell yeah Hell yeah! how about a couple bears? what how about you what and you what um <laughs> Black bear. Yeah, black bear, <laughs> bear, bear. I got weasels. Go Mink. Dwyane, Dwyane, Dwyane. coyotes. What? <laughs>
0: uh, he's, he's an interesting one of a kind guy, so I enjoy yeah. uh I enjoy anything that you know that he really does. So Cody
1: Rose. Talking about uh, Cesaro though, you know, where do you think he lands? Because we're talking about oh. AEW and we have a pretty bloated roster. I wouldn't I don't it's know if bloated, but full it's full if not bloated full I don't know. At the very least,
0: not only that, but I can just tell that they've already they got the future plans for what they want to do, and you know they're pretty locked into the town. They're kind of locked right into
1: the kind of the ex Bullet Club stuff. They're doing the Adam yeah, Cole they, versus man They of don't Revolution. really need to do
0: that shock value, bring a new guy in type of thing. So they might. I think they're like cool staying with what they're staying with because they actually, if you look at Cody Rhodes leaving, mm-hmm. it looks like they're kind of trimming down that you know their program. You know what I mean? They're cutting the fat off the edges and trying to make well cody
1: i think at this point you have to realize that cody's just hard to work with there's that report again i don't know if this is true or not but i've seen it a couple of places this report of him um and this is a weird wwe move too uh supposedly he was supposed to show up for raw this last week we're recording on the saturday the 26th so it would have been raw uh on the 21st um he was supposed to show up debut but they asked him to cover his neck tattoo and he just hasn't shown up to work since supposedly again i don't know how true any of this is or if i'm still kind of holding on to the fact that this is all an AEW work and he's going to show up in a couple of weeks to challenge for the title when kenny comes back but i don't know man i
0: I... you know it well it could work the other way too because it could be a play to like raise his stock value like look i went over to the competition and i was able to do this i don't want to be mid-card i want to get like a real push and i don't really care if i win or not but i want to get like a real legitimate yeah. push because i i built enough of a name for myself over there as a you know semi main eventer I well he, I... so
1: he was exactly the same guy there that he was he so he was the same guy in aew that he was pre-stardust yeah. in wwe when he was when he was doing the kind of the 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 dashing cody rhodes gimmick and the, he was Icy title. He he's the guy who moved the icy title back to the white belt. He yeah. was always kind of an intercontinental title guy. Yeah. Right. So, and then in AEW, he was he challenged once for the the championship against I think Mox, lost, and then was basically in that TNT. Well, champion. there was a
0: lot of pushback from the the wrestling community against him because they're like, okay, so you're going to go over, start a company, you're going to be in charge of booking, and you're going to book yourself the champion. So that's well, uh, that's what Jeff Jarrett did. yeah but exactly do you want to be (laughs) jeff jarrett that's the thing exactly so eventually what i think what i've read so far is that tony Khan took away the booking abilities of of him he he took his book you know he couldn't do it anymore because what he was doing is just like great matches but it didn't really make a whole lot of sense in a way like the way what mm-hmm. i think where he wanted to be and just kind of how it was going because you got to be real through. so i love cody rhodes i think he's i, I even like stardust i thought that was a fun gimmick i and, love stardust i dude i thought he i was have, really good at
1: it i only have a couple of wwe shirts one of them of course is a cm punk shirt i have a stardust shirt with him on the front doing
0: that <laughs> thing like i love that gimmick he, he, he hated, hated it. it i get right. it right but i i thought it was good you know mm-hmm. At the end. So speaking of WWE video games, right? Since we're talking yeah. about WWE, we got MGK TikTok's most hated man. <laughs> Pretty Quite much Fox. at this point, I yeah, can't I believe think it. The two most hated people right now in pop culture probably MGK and Pete Davidson are probably the two most hated. Uh, or so that, I think. West, that's... Kanye West would call him skeet. And well, <laughs> the, the thing about Pete Davidson, it's
1: like the thing about Pete is. Well, it's kind of funny. They're both giants. Um, but I think the thing about Pete is that I don't think everybody hates him. I think people don't understand him. I think people don't understand why Pete like Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, uh, you know, these this cast of women that he's been associated like from with a jealousy
0: standpoint. I maybe, think that could that, be it. Because maybe, like he's yeah. been with so
1: many of these women that are like considered unattainable. Now, here's the thing about Pete. I get it. He's funny he's down to earth and he's a rebound guy for all of these women like <laughs> yeah. think about it you he always feel perfect. bad for him more than anything. you know <laughs> you know that he's gonna treat you well that he's gonna do whatever you want to do and that he's kind of a funny dude who's gonna you know be nice yeah. and when you're coming off of kanye west
0: oh man i mean come on one. anybody else but because Con- kanye is not going to let it go no not. did you hear and- he like showed up with a laptop
1: with her his her sex tape on like yeah, what uh, the, the
0: second wow. rage thing and delivered it to her. Not only that, but he bought a house across the street from her. Yep. Not only that, but he Pete Davidson deleted his Instagram because you know everyone was calling him Skeet and just making fun of him on his Instagram because Kanye West started calling him that and making fun of him, and mm-hmm. so he's been basically getting cyber bullied into a Bolivian. Yeah, and uh, and all he really did was make the pretty girl in class laugh enough to where she's yeah. like you know what i'm tired of this. i just want to laugh and have fun and you're the, you seem like i can do that you're the rebound he knows yeah. that she's gonna go and believe you know yeah just look at look at her her repertoire she's not that's you're talking about ray j reggie bush kanye west pete davidson does not fit the description but he's a good exit door for whatever yeah. she's gonna go he's do just next
1: i think well and i i get a kick out of pete davidson i think he's funny as fuck like i really like pete He's like a, I think most of his, yeah. I,
0: he's a I very like, successful comedian, yeah. and and, and uh, you know, he's very New York, and he's yeah. very, and he's not afraid to say stuff. And, that know,
1: movie he did with Bill Burr, I thought was really, really charming. Think about too.
0: the context, too, because it's kind of breaking down a wall, because would you have ever imagined back in, I don't know, the early 90s, Adam Sandler having a beef with like, give me a snack pack, <laughs> a rap star, no. like Ice tea or something like it's like it, it's so weird because it's no, t-
1: and I don't even know that Adam Sandler is the right is the right comparison it's more like rob schneider or david spade could
0: you imagine like yeah (coughs) it's just like it's so weird because these guys are like our saturday night live entertainment Mm -hmm. make us laugh comedians they don't take themselves seriously but now with like the internet and social media and freaking you know like twitter and all this like these guys like the worlds are all intermingled and so is the rest of society is Mm -hmm. intermingled into this So it just is such a weird – because it's like we're talking about a comedian from Saturday Night Live.
1: And don't – doesn't like Kevin Hart and and The Rock and Snoop Dogg like hang out now? Like a lot. Like Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg have like a fucking podcast together or something. Oh, do they really? I saw something where they were like watching some shit together uh, on – it was on maybe TikTok or, you know, Instagram or something you know it was i i didn't seek it out it just like popped yeah. up on one of my social yeah. media feeds but they were like talking to, they were you know shooting shit like we are <laughs>
0: right yeah. Like, well yeah And I, those guys are all friends and i think they've probably all been friends since uh you know living in la and stuff like that and everybody Well
1: kevin hart's from it. fucking philly dude like what i'm saying yeah. is that like the idea of a comedian a actor and a rapper hanging out together not so strange anymore
0: but Back to MGK though, so everybody hates yeah. MGK because he's had so many cringeworthy moments. Or you just watch it and you're just like, oh god! Like mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to like you and this thing going on because you're like doing the, you know, bringing back respect to pop punk and yeah, just like kind of change, trying to change the game. But then you do something and I'm just like, oh, I can't. Well, the There's like a video about- of him at the studio like dancing on the table, like mm-hmm. trying to trying to basically do like the Bobby Schmurda thing with the record execs or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. it was so cheesy. And then we talked about earlier the uh, singing, you know, Chester Bennington's part, uh, trying to do like an acoustic version of a of part of numb, like a core and of numb of all yeah. things. And then, you know, and it's like, we get it. We, we, we know all those songs. We, and, and you and probably know. And doing like a thinking.
1: dead version of Misery Business by Paramore, like a tone deaf,
0: like, you're
1: trying to cover two of two very unique, incredible singers and I get it. But the thing that's also weird is do you remember that like it was like a year ago, I want to say, maybe two years ago, Post Malone did like that live stream of Nirvana songs?
0: Yes, and that was and sick. he
1: fucking and kicked ass. Post like, Malone
0: is he is different though. I this <laughs> is the that's the difference. MGK would love to be like Post Malone. And post Malone does not want to be like MGK. <laughs> <laughs> White Iverson does not want to be post Post no. Malone is uh he's a fucking he's our bob dylan dude like right he's this generation's like he's he's that so MGK's never going to amount to what what no pop i just punk think it's do, i don't know why but i did. will give it yeah i don't, yeah. I'll I don't give know it what to he's MGK doing for linking up with travis barker and listening to some pop punk records mm-hmm. and trying to change his, his whole thing because here's the like, thing about
1: him though so if he had not done misery business and he had not done numb we wouldn't be having this conversation because i think what's that uh that one with uh with with young blood and travis that like first pop punk song he did uh mm-hmm. the the you know Watch me take a good thing, and fuck it all up in one yeah. night. Like that's a good song. That
0: wasn't even bad. You know what that reminded me of more? See, that's what's weird because like that kind of reminded me of Travis, kind of in the transplants, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That he did that's and he exactly this, like,
1: what it was like.
0: This, you know, and kind of, but made it more pop punky, mm-hmm. not not as gutter punky as, yeah. you know, as as transplants. Because they're like mm-hmm. they're kind of. <laughs> I love the transplants, but they're, yep. you got to have an acquired taste for the yeah. transplants, and you're not going to listen to them every day. You know, but no, but, you're certainly not. But then it kind of turned into this, like, super commercial thing where the labels are like, yeah, we like that. MGK, you keep doing that. And like, mm-hmm. And we're going to – this is the new image we're going to do. Well, and then
1: it was, like, the the one where he met Megan Fox on the My Bloody Valentine, which is not a very good song. It's fine. But it's just, you know, when you have real pop punk – and and emo and that kind of shit it's like well dude i think the the big turning point was that fucking emo girl song with willow i think that (laughs) was the turning point on mgk when they were like what are you fucking doing and then they went back and found everything he did and they were
0: fuck this guy (laughs) i like i like here's the thing that's crazy to me you know not a popular opinion by any means or whatever but I like the I'm a wild boy I'm a I'm a wild boy MGK I really thought that was great. Mm,
1: I and don't know. Are you talking about like original? Like, like I'm talking about MG an old, old 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 old. Yeah, he MGK. was a fine
0: rapper. And and then he comes out and the the beef with Eminem I thought was actually really fucking cool. I was like, wow, someone actually fucking stood up to Eminem and actually was like, quit being like, well, oh, he's his... good. I'll never rap. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'll rap against him. Like that good. that track too. His his
1: diss track was good. It just what Kill Shot was better. And barely. Like I, it wasn't
0: Yeah, it was yeah, he didn't get destroyed by any means. He, he didn't, didn't really get really, ja well. rule I mean eating he's like eating cereal in between the tour yeah. buses and like the videos like, and like the, the shovel, shovel and shit and the rap mm-hmm. devil and I thought the whole thing, I was like, damn, he really fucking went all in on this. He's like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the guy is brave. I'll give him that. You know what I mean? For doing the stuff. But no, he's, mm-hmm. not a, he's, he's not a he's he's not a gra- he's not a singer. He's not. A, he's not as a great. He wants to be a great musician, but he's not a great musician. He's a great. Pop
1: I think he's. Star. I think he'd be fine you know. if he hadn't done emo girl and hadn't <laughs> done paramore and numb. If you just leave those three things out of his resume, yeah. he's actually got a pretty strong. He's uh, not as
0: bad as people make him out to be. No, you
1: know. but I mean that is. I mean that but, and, sucks. And dude.
0: he's in WWE video game. Right, nope. he's got his own character in the WWE universe. Well, you so know he pro- got he probably got probably be, fucking uh,
1: power bombed off of the stage by Kevin Owens a couple of years <laughs> and ago. And he's in
0: the Jackass movie too, I think. So I see, I didn't I, see that. I, everybody's hating and Then he then he gets with Megan Fox. What everyone's mad at him for getting with Megan Fox? Jealousy. That's yep. all that is. Everyone's like, oh, fuck that goes, ugh. you know, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I, hats off to that guy. He's living his best life. I try. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't mm-hmm. care. what Anybody says on Twitter? No,
1: either. sir. I'm you sure know, he doesn't care. care.
0: But, you know, so yeah, the stuff he did, linking up with Travis Barker. So Snoop Dogg, we talked about last week, acquired Death Row Records, but we just found out that Snoop Dogg will not be getting Tupac's records and he will not be getting Dr. Dre's records either.
1: Yeah, but it seems like what we found out is that uh, Tupac's uh, estate, Amaru Records, which is like a label of Universal and Interscope, they own the masters uh they own the the publishing and, and masters yeah. of of tupac's records which i think is fine and then i we couldn't really find where dre's are but it seems like he has some well
0: he he's has, gonna be he's gonna be on universal he's gonna be on interscope universal uh
1: who dre dre yeah. isn't he with? doesn't he have his own label yeah but uh, under interscope subscri-
0: that's a subsidiary of uh, Interscope, yeah. So right. Trace, so it's same know. basic. Premise. So it sounds like they're all kind of consolidating them actually. If they're all on yeah. Universal anyway, I doubt anybody would. But but he got his own records back, so that's pretty which cool. is
1: awesome. I think I like I you know like we were talking about before we went uh, went on uh, you know started recording. I'm a big fan of anybody who makes art owning yeah. the the controlling that art. I As think that should. that's really important. Um, I don't. I like kind of the way that the music industry um, is turning when it comes to kind of leaving major labels um, and doing a lot of stuff kind of um, on your own and owning all of it. I think that's way. Of, I, I don't know. I just think it's better for everybody involved.
0: What does it make sense to write, produce, perform, and not own? the song but that's how yeah that's just i mean but that's not just the record
1: labels man that's how movie publishing it it was still is that's how dude comic books you make nothing when you write comic books you have to love that shit to write and draw comics because like if you work for those big companies you don't make fucking anything yeah because they they own all the they own everything like think about this so stan lee you know was great um but a lot of people are like i actually had a lot to do with creating that character and i get no fucking credit for it right because he he, it's all him he created everything right Right. and so you know it's it's that kind of weird that kind of weird like you know the the 40s 50s 60s and 70s like set up these industries in a very predatorial way and it's very cool to see him going away
0: to see people like you know basically you're, you're your own brand now you know people mm-hmm. go out and create their own brand i got a twitch account i got this account i got that account like i'm this is what i'm this is what i'm selling this is what i have to offer so if you like me on you know the walking dead check me out over here and see everything that i'm doing and if you yeah. like it come get on it and i'll be at comic-con in your town like next week come order. Right. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you can make money and generate your own you know basically decide your own fate without an exec or somebody you know now you won't get the big payday and that's a big thing you won't get the big advance because the record labels and the distribution they they have that on lock but if you if you're just trying to get out you know you look at this tiktok these trends these songs you look at you know people just being able to produce and and uh distribute their music just like you know get it out there um it's pretty cool what's going on now you know and you know speaking of jerry and snoop you know they had the, the super bowl iconic super bowl that we talked about last week so i'm not going to get too much into that but one person that was missing that's come up a lot is the game he people started messaging they're like wait a minute there we missed a transition here we missed the transition from 50 cent to kendrick lamar there was a game era there's a couple of albums the documentaries are classics and mm-hmm. he's la he's west coast he's 100 percent la and west coast and it didn't happen there's speculation that 50 cent said something that oh i'll do it as long as he don't come uh or maybe nothing at all maybe he just didn't get the phone call because nobody you know wanted. and there's and a lot of bad of blood relevance of because he's been with kanye no. west when they did the dawn day Two, dawn to two you know release he no said, i
1: think i think that there is bad i mean there's obviously bad blood there has he wrote an be. entire fucking diss album about
0: three guys Right. Yeah. It was Yayo. It, he wrote a he wrote a diss album about Yayo, Fifty Cent and Dre. You know, and yeah, and fifty Cent, the game has been the only person that Fifty Cent hasn't been able to really best. Because yeah. the game was like you can call a truce or like one of us is gonna get shot, but that's what's gonna happen. And well yeah. and also I think and, the
1: game is just a better battle rapper. He's a better yeah. I think the game is a better rapper than fifty cent. Fifty cent is much more melodic. Well, and he's also more marketable right like yeah. on his own he's a more like the in the club shit like that's a great song everybody fucking loves yeah. dancing to in the club oh, yeah and he also has like the the that whole first get rich. you know the he's got a lot of cool good lyrics on that first album get rich or die trying yeah, and yeah. so he he's more marketable the game is the better artist but they never click and i think it was yeah. because what 50 didn't want him in it like it all goes back like 20 years at this point like for 15 years it was like that weird g-unit moment where like he got put on g-unit even though he probably shouldn't have been on in that
0: group early and and it It got really bad with them too because the game was just like and I remember they had a guy like named 40 Glock or whatever that was in G unit and they were trying to get him started up and getting him to sell records or whatever he's the next guy came in and this is like when you know mobile phones started having cameras and the game beat the shit out of that dude like mm-hmm. on camera and embarrassed, ruined his whole career dude ruined the yeah. image of g unit being this like you know uh power you know like beat the mm-hmm. shit out of him on the street made, made him like his like pants fell down it was never the same for him and like mm-hmm. retired him basically and retired the g unit brand basically so i think there's a lot of bad blood because 50's like there's a lot more money to be made there and he fucked it up for me um well
1: like i said i think the game know. should have always been marketed as his own thing like yeah
0: yeah, he never needed to be rolled into I, Yeah, he was, too. Album.
1: I think he was, like, look, 50's but that's 50s a fine, that's and so is Ayo. That. Yeah, that's... The, but, like, because Gene was, like, not... They didn't, like... I don't think maybe one album each.
0: There's like, even for those bad guys. blood between, like, Lloyd Banks and them, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, like, that whole yeah, unit, and then 50's that's the are guy, always... Yeah. You know, that whole thing is so poisoned, you know? Only it also, Ayo it 50s.
1: never felt to me so it it's not it wasn't ever Wu-Tang right it wasn't it felt Wu-Tang felt like a grassroots organic organic group of people that came together and their family
0: members members. their cousins a lot of them yeah
1: whereas like G-Unit felt like a label push it felt like you know Interscope getting in and being like all right, we need like a group of rappers together. They were
0: doing that because that's about the same time they were doing the D12 and they were doing like, it was like they were trying to do these But super,
1: like D12 super- made sense because those guys like grew up with fucking Eminem.
0: Yeah, but I mean like, I'm just, he, this is the same era. Yeah, though. yeah, I yeah, know yeah. I mean? No,
1: totally. But I'm saying that G-Unit didn't make sense in the same way that a lot of those other groups did because those groups were all like friends. The St. Lunatics, dude, that was a goofy yeah. group of people that all grew up together and they were like, let's right. make music. You know, yeah. like it wasn't the same as g-unit which was like nine like five or six random rappers from right. different we got places from the that South.
0: Were-, we're gonna throw him in there we got our west coast and our east coast. you know it was a mm-hmm. it was a total corporate money machine but that's what i'm saying is that the game kind of fucked that money machine up yep and then after that shortly that's this was the ascension of kanye west because kanye and and uh 50 started basically had a retirement sell-off whoever sells mm-hmm. more records one graduation
1: kicked the shit out and
0: of 50. and fucking kanye beat him globally and 50 went away for a while you know mm-hmm. what i mean he started doing movies and he kind of left so the i think he still looks at the game as maybe a guy who ruined one or two albums that he had left in the can and could have kept maybe. riding that 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 top spot wave for a little while uh, even though Kanye would have still existed And probably taken the game by storm anyway Regardless of, well, of Kanye was already prime. there
1: He had the it first two time. albums
0: I mean and he that, had that, those that first Jay-Z two was Jay-Z in his prime too right. I you mean know, that was a blueprint His comeback, yeah Well no, it was a black album Yeah. Kanye You know, mm-hmm. like that was, it, was, it was right before Watch the Throne And yep. the, you know All that came out So they were already coming They were ready to go anyway So uh, Jay-Z was coming for his retirement lap You know what I yeah. mean? But, you know, either way, 50 Cent ruined ruin some people's careers. One of those people is Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't spend too much time talking about that because we all know that story. But Ja Rule is associated to Shanti who is still making music. And there's rumors now that she's trying to get Irv Gotti to give her master's back. Because I didn't know this, but she doesn't actually own the rights to her music, which is crazy because again
1: that's totally normal that's ins- i mean that's it insane. sucks but it's totally normal i mean it goes back to the other conversations we were yeah, having god he's
0: is- mad at her for wanting the music that she sang and wrote <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> you know, well it's, it's, like- it's because it's a dude it's it's all these old fat dudes like i don't know yeah. Irv Gotti, right? like, Irv But it's Gotti- all these old dudes who don't fucking do anything yeah. except for own shit, right like right. my name is on the paper my, so. i didn't fucking do anything like fat joe was probably the producer Right? Probably wrote Irv, the beats.
0: I think Irv Gotti was a producer. Because Irv Gotti, okay. he, came out of, he came out of Def Jam. So he came into Def Jam and he was like a hot New York producer and then he kind of spurt, spun off into the Murder, Inc. and made a bunch of really big pop rap crossover records with them, mm-hmm. you know, which 50 Cent was successful at ending. Um But, you know, I didn't know this until recently, but a lot of those J Lo songs that came out in that era, J Lo featuring Ja Rule and stuff, was Asante uh, wrote and sang those songs, and then they Millie Vanilli J Lo in there, or or had her do a weak like voiceover over top of the track. You know what I mean? Just to get into mm-hmm. her a little bit, and um, yeah, so Asante's. I feel like she's owed a lot of money, probably that she hasn't gotten, but she's still out and about touring and all that kind of stuff. I follow her on social media, but.
1: so i'm looking at his uh his discography it's all singles and it's not a lot really like he produced shit's real he produced can i live uh he produced can i get a which was fun Uh, fun. what's my name and holla holla the what dmx track what's my name and the song so he
0: basically does anything about that is your mom bought me Hard Knock Life too, so I got a lot of (laughs) that. A lot of that era, your mom like bought me that record for Christmas, and I, you know, that that, can I get a what what and all that stuff, dude. Like I was like, oh, thanks, Aunt Brenda, that's sweet, you know. (laughs) So So,
1: it actually doesn't look like he own he produced a lot of stuff uh, over the time. What he it seems like he just owns people's fucking dude there's a lot there's actually like right there's this old story of uh paul mccartney and michael jackson having a conversation about owning music it's years ago um and the beatles records came up for sale and paul wanted them because that's my fucking music i wrote it i want it yeah michael jackson bought it from underneath him. so like there's people that just
0: own people's shit it's michael like michael jackson was a shark like that you know that it, you know m came out and his whole shtick was like i'm making fun of everybody and i say whatever i want and I, and nobody mm-hmm. can do anything to me about it michael jackson bought a bunch of m&m shit mm-hmm. didn't even go public and say a word about it just well, i'll just take your money yeah. i'm not even gonna say anything about it but you learned your lesson right young buck. <laughs> <left. Yeah. laughs> Like I, but that's what I'm saying. There's so many people only, that just own not, other like people's he music. took like Eminem's, like, like prime, mm-hmm. prime Eminem record. He, he, he probably
1: took the three. He probably took the what Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, and Encore, or no, Eminem yeah, show. He bought were the, he first bought the
0: whole lot of them, and yeah. it was just like funny because essentially that means well, you know, if you want them back, you need to apologize <laughs> to me <laughs> For everything. That's that sounds like fucking Michael
1: Jackson. <laughs> so yeah, silly that's how, that's how but yeah like, like i guess that's that's kind of what i'm saying is like there's this whole idea like there's a plenty of people that have a lot of money that just buy shit and so Irv Gotti seems to, from what I'm seeing on his Wikipedia, it could be, he could own more stuff, right? Irv Gotti's
0: but, whole repertoire and probably his whole financial income is based off of those four or five hits from the 2000s with John with, Shanti, for and
1: Shanti. Sure. And a couple of DMX records.
0: In, in a couple, but you gotta, you know, DMX, he he worked with a lot of different producers and, mm-hmm. you, you know, DMX was on Def Jam and DMX, he did a lot of different things and then was independent for a while, so. Mm-hmm you know he might have had a couple dmx records no
1: he had two he had two. he had yeah well what i'm saying is he had one or two singles of right? his not singles whole, yeah not even
0: albums single
1: just a couple so. of singles Cause, uh, cause, um, uh and jay-z most of his early beat like mid that era beats were kanye
0: i missed the old kanye shape from the go, kanye yeah that's that was the that was the emergence that was that was right that was before, before he was kanye
1: west that was when we all called him kanye yeah. titta
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> polos and backpacks, Kanye. Yeah, before he went, before he went nuts. I mean, Kanye. Let's just say Kanye's always been kind of nuts. Just yeah. he didn't get as much media exposure back then.
1: Yeah, you know, he just didn't have two hundred dollar t-shirts and seven hundred dollar shoes. Well,
0: you know? he's be- he's become like a prince yeah. or Michael Jackson or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's become something that's like bigger. Than- well, he
1: is. Uh, he he will go down as probably he probably will be the most successful musical artist of all time. Like when it's all said and done, yeah. I'm sure He's of it. He's probably the most prolific already. Like he, he has so transcended,
0: many albums. He transcended like three generations. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like he, we started with us, but then we forget that his catalog continues down to. Well, cause I only really know his
1: first three albums. Those are the only ones I care about. And I don't even like the third one. I didn't like graduation. I, uh, I liked college dropout and the first whatever the first one was called I can't remember what it was called but you know what I'm talking about no, uh, the one with All Falls Down I really liked and then the second one where he had all those songs with like Jamie Fox yeah, I love all those All the two. shit
0: with the teddy bear on the front yeah yep. the, teddy, the teddy bear albums yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a the Japanese artist that, that did those too it was really cool yeah. idea the stronger and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the power you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he has, that's the thing is like he can never really That's why I feel bad for Pete Davidson, because I'm like, yeah, you're funny, man, but, you know, not Kanye funny, probably. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to this episode of Rip City Goons number 12. Uh, Thank you, everybody, that's tuned in and and listened to a couple episodes. I mean, this thing's starting to grow, and it's getting really fun. It's pretty exciting, and we enjoy doing it, so we're going to keep making it, keep putting it out for you. Uh,
1: Yeah, we enjoy it. Looks like we're going to twice a week, right? Or once once a week. Twice well, once two, every two other week. Two episodes
0: a month. Yep, yeah. two episodes a month. And we got the Twitch TV fired up. Twitch TV.
1: We're working on the, working on the live stream, so hopefully by the time we record our next episode, which will be in two weeks, correct? Yep. Uh, we should be live on the Rip City Goons Twitch channel, uh, but I singly am going live I, I'm trying the streaming thing out so I'm running uh running Returnal right now uh so if you want to check me out I'm at twitch tv slash teh Guevara uh like the uh the Marxist revolutionary from Argentina <laughs> um and uh yeah so that's been fun to kind of get together with uh you know putting together the podcast studio and then also the twitch studio um uh, enjoying it
0: We appreciate the support, and we got tons more uh, content coming out for you. So, again, thank you so much. Peace, love, and harmony. Rip City Goons, Episode 12. We're out. Enjoy it.